Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. I am Joe Sebelia. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, please head on over to YouTube and join our YouTube family. We would love to have you over there. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at R&R Coffee Show or just search the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show on YouTube and you'll find us. My next guest is Chris Sinzak. Chris is the founder and uh, organizer of the Rock and Pod Expo. Rock and Pod 2023 is right around the corner on March 17th, 2023. Um, it's a convention where uh, all music podcasts get together. So if you're into music podcasting or you're interested in starting a podcast, it's a great convention to attend. It's held in Nashville, Tennessee. Just go to rockandpod.com and find all the info there. I hope you enjoy my conversation next with Chris Sinzak. All right, Chris, so we've got Rockin' Pod coming up. It's right around the corner, March 17th, right? Yep, just uh, right around two weeks away now. How are you feeling? Oh, it's it's, it's the craziest time. Um, I posted on Facebook earlier, if you, you want to know what 24 hours passing, feeling like five minutes, uh, just to be a convention booker. Uh, oh, it's yeah. The day, I, there's never enough time in the day to get done what I need to, but I mean we're we're pretty well set. It's just a lot of little minute details that you have to work out at this point. Mm -hmm. So everything's already set up th at this point. Yeah, I mean uh, it, everything's pretty well locked in. It's just you know printing merchandise, uh, you know all kinds of you know making sure the hotel rooms are right for certain people. Just mm -hmm. a million. I, I, we had to scramble and find seventy five chairs for one of our uh, Sunday events today. We did it, but uh, oh, just it's, okay. it's 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 putting out fires and you know answering questions all day. It's mm -hmm. it's the busiest time, but I have gotten a little better at coping with it. And we also have a ton of great people that are working with me that help me with all this stuff. How many do you have on your team? Well, we, a core team of you know probably about seven to ten. Um, it's a it's a core group of us though that are that kind of do a lot of the work. It's me, my wife Michelle, and then uh, Tracy McAndrew, who's been there since day one. Uh, she does all the scheduling for the guests, which and uh, scheduling of the interviews for the podcast, and that which that's a job unto itself. Oh, it, it, say, it's, that's got to be a nightmare. You know, she she booked over two hundred interviews last year, and I think we'll probably be probably between three and four hundred will be scheduled for this year, and then. Uh, production manager, Andy Connors, who handles all the tech stuff, um, way smarter than me when it comes to that stuff, helps me round up gear, the gear to use. And then, uh, he's been there since year one too. So yeah, we have a, a pretty core group of people that have been there really since the start of it. Mm -hmm. How far in advance do you start planning for it? Uh, it, it varies. I mean, it, it typically no less than, uh, nine, 10 months, uh, this one, uh, I had the luxury of basically taking 2022 off, but most of that year was spent planning this. So mm -hmm. um, you're always doing groundwork almost immediately after the last. I, I, I'll take maybe a month at the most off, and then it's back to work on the next one. Back to get started for the next one. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So for people that aren't aware of what actually Rock and Pod is, tell me about Rock and Pod. Like, wh what is it and why did you start it? Yeah, so... Um, we kind of call it like a kind of fan fan convention meets trade show. Um, it's it's a little bit of both things. It's kind of like a, a real professional conference as far as podcast goes, 
and then also it's rock stars coming and so they get they get to promote on these shows and then fans get to come in and meet the rock stars and then my ulterior motive is always to get those people to come in and then turn them on to all these awesome music podcasts that come every year Mm -hmm. um so i've been a music podcaster since 2011 so this is my 12th year doing it and we would do uh you know i'd do these at the time skype calls with all these people from all over the place and you end up you know as you probably know you end up developing real friendships with a lot of them and sure um but over the years it was always like man it'd be great to go grab a beer with you but you know you're 600 miles away so it wasn't really a a thing and one of my fellow podcasters uh brian cramp who's actually now published author did a great cheap trick book last year um had the idea was like we should do some sort of a meetup for the podcast And and he was kind of talking about our core group of friends that do each other's shows and I was like, okay, well, that that's a good idea. Where should we do it? And he's like, well, you know, Nashville's a good music town. And then, so by default, since I'm the one who lives here, I I, I become organizer. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I'm one of those people where I don't, I I never do anything half-assed. If I if I'm interested in something, I try to do it to the hilt. Mm-hmm. Which that's what this turned into because then I like I've been in, fortunate to interview a lot of the rock guys that have moved here over the years. So I started calling in favors that first year going, would you come to this and do some interviews and, you know, meet fans? And I got a lot of yeses and got some vinyl vendors on board. It just sort of, it organically became a uh, a convention. So that's kind of the basis for it. And then it's just grown year over year since then. Right. It's almost like an event now, right? It's like three days and you, you don't just, it's not just the, podcasters getting together in room it's it's Mm -hmm. people come they they meet the rock stars you have uh you know pre-concerts you have after show parties yeah and that's just naturally grown over the years like the first year was really just well we did it we had a pre-party concert every year but the first it was just like well there's people are in town we should book some bands and it was just it's all just been natural how it progressed but yeah, now it's a thing where the convention's still the highlight for most people. It's especially the podcast because it's a lot of work gets done, a lot of networking happens, and a lot of, they get to hang out with each other. But also, everyone loves to hang, right? So it's like let's let's book events around it. And uh, I wanted to expand it to a full weekend because uh, you know I hear a lot of the times like, well, Saturday was great, but now it's over. So I'm like, so right. Over the last couple of years, we've started booking Sunday events, and uh, this is definitely the strongest Sunday we've ever had for uh, for Rock and Pod Weekend. You've got, um, I saw Eric Martin's going to be doing some comedy. Yeah, Eric Martin's going to be <laughs> part of all three days. So he'll be doing the pre-party concert. He's going to do a couple of Mr. Big Tunes and uh, the expo. There'll be a live onstage interview with him. He's going to do a bunch of interviews with podcasts. And then Sunday, he uh, it's a show called Punchlines and Backlines, and um, it's Courtney Cronin, Dold, Craig Gass, and Don Jameson, all comedians. And they, the concept of the show is they do their sets, but then also they get a rock star to get up and do a set, a comedy set. And it's, uh, it's just kind of a fish out of water thing. And it's interesting to see how it comes about. And they've done several of these and Eric was kind of on the fence about doing it. And, um, but some of the comedians were down at, at rock Island in Florida and Don Jameson saw Eric there and he was like, we heard you got approached to do our show and Eric's like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to do it. 
And then Dom was like, well, we did it on Monsters of Rock Cruise and Kip Winger went through with it. He's like, okay, if Kip Winger does uh, it, then I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's like a competition now for those two. That's funny. Now, I mean, comedy, I, I said this on the show a couple of times when I've spoke to people about comedy, but that's got to be the hardest thing I could imagine. I've never done oh, it, but I, be, I couldn't imagine. I'd be terrified. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, you're basically up there naked with a microphone and it's trying to be yeah. funny. Yeah. And the, and then if you don't get a laugh, that's got to be like the the saddest thing in the world to to feel that yeah. you know, uh, yeah, it sounds terrifying to me. Well, good for Eric. I, that's that's good. That's great. That sounds like a good time. So your pre party is um, rare hair, right? Yeah, Tyson Leslie. Yeah, Tyson's been booking these for a few years here around town, and I brought him in last year to do it, and uh, we did it at a place called Mercy Lounge, which sadly is no longer there. That's just the way Nashville is. Uh, the venues change all the time. Mm, come and go. But, but um, <clears throat> well, the developers buy them all up. Mm. But uh, the we did it that last time we packed the place, and we had, like, Billy Sheehan and Greg Bissonette get up and do some David Lee Ross stuff, and, oh, you know, Carmine Apiece and Vinny Apice got up and played, and... Um, it was just a blast. So we had to do it again this time and got a strong core house band. It's the, it's a house band that includes the basis for accept and, uh, the guitar, one of the guitarists for Ace Fraley's band. So that's quite a house band and Ted Nugent's drummer is going to be the drummer. So, um, and and they'll be kind of handling the, the, the hard part. And then each guest will get up and play. And, um, Eric's going to do it. Uh, Stevie Rochelle from Tufts going to get up there and, uh, who, uh, my brain's going blank. Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys and uh, several others uh, that'll be at the expo. They'll be at the pre-party. That's a blast. Yeah, Jason's a friend of the show. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a great guy. Super nice guy. And a funny thing about him is, you know, he's a podcaster now too mm-hmm. and does a great show. And uh, when I was telling him, like, I was like, well, I'll put you in the guest area with, you know, Eric Martin and the other guys. and. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm coming with my co-host and we're a podcast, but it's in the podcaster yeah. area. So he's yeah. going to be right in the middle of all the podcasts. Yeah, that's great. I just had him on the show a few episodes back again, and uh, we were talking podcasting and he loves it. That's so great. Yeah, and he's perfect for it because he can tell yeah. stories all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then you, you have in a movie too, right? Kiss Explosion. Yeah. Yeah, we did the last time we did uh, Kiss Meets the Fam of the Park with the comedians doing commentary and, and everyone loved it. And uh I decided like we have to do it again, but I didn't want to do Phantom over again. And uh, you put Kiss on Kiss in a movie theater, you're guaranteed to draw people. So um, I was like, let's do Exposed because there's so much unintentional comedy in that that they'll have yeah. a field day, you know, commenting on it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Now you're a huge Kiss fan. Is that why you do these Kiss movies? Yeah, and I mean, I take the Kiss ethos with Rock and Pod is like they say they wanted to create the band they never saw on stage. I try to create the event that I would want to attend. You know. Yeah. Have you ever had a Kiss guy? Any of them there? Um, I mean, we've had people that are, you know, fringe related to Kiss, like uh, you know, Gary Corbett, who was our keyboardist for several years, and mm-hmm. people that are kind of on the outside. Uh, we did have Vinnie Vincent booked, and that's a whole saga unto itself to uh, tell that story. Uh, but no, uh, it yeah. didn't happen. No, um, because he he kind of lived up to his reputation when I got into business with him, and oh. uh, numbers changed, and demands started coming in, and no. I was like, mm, I know enough about you to know to, the, the, that this is where our paths will end together. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we would stop um, talking now. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, I 
yeah, my show did several specials on him. There's a whole saga that I could, it would take me three hours at least to explain my That's whole for life. another episode. Yeah. My background <laughs> with Vinnie Vincent. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Has that happened before? Have you had guests that, you know, you started booking them and then you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Um, he's the only one I've had to do that treatment to. Um, obviously we've had people that get gigs that, you know, suddenly sure. they can't come, you know, that's just, but that's normal for any convention, you know, with TV actors and stuff, yeah. um, they get jobs. So that, but that's no big deal. That's part and parcel of it. I mean, I've had, we've had some prop, some trouble, troubled kids a few times, but, uh, mm. but most I, I can count on one hand for that. Yeah. I mean, the vast yeah. majority of our guests are great to work with. That's great. Yeah. So as a podcaster, if I go there, um, well, as a listener, let me ask you this. As a listener, if I just come show up, what can I expect? So, yeah. So you'll, uh, when you walk in, um, if you, well, especially if you're a, if you're into podcasting, um, or even if you just want to start a podcast, we have an education track, which will be the first thing you see when you walk in the door. And it's, um, it's going to be panel discussions on building a show, the best practices you can use, gear tips, monetizing your show. That's a that's going to be an all day thing, and uh, there'll be panels there. But also, um, over forty different podcasters uh, are are going to be set up in the building from all over the globe. We even have a show from England this time. Um, Rob, the right? shows straight straight to video. Yeah, straight to video. Yeah, yeah. Rob, it's a great guy. Great guy. I'm excited to meet him. And then, uh, but like the shows will be recording on site. Uh, Sometimes you know some shows don't have guests, and they'll just record amongst themselves, and that's fine. And then. Um, but also the celebrity artists that come in, a lot of them will have their own booth, but also they'll get scheduled with the podcasters and it's like radio wrote Super Bowl where they'll go from podcast to podcast to podcast. Mm. Um, but if, if you're a fan and you come in and you can kind of see it happen in the podcasters, if you, if you are a listener and you're meeting them, that makes a podcaster's day. It's yeah. somebody that actually recognize them for the, what they do. Um, also a lot of the artists will be selling, you know, merch, autographs, photos, there'll be a main stage with panel discussions all day. Um, we're going to do a women in rock panel. We did that last time. We're doing it again. I'm seeing that soon. Uh, the decline Two movie, uh, turns mm -hmm. 35 this year. And we've got several of the people that were in the movie, you know, Stevie nice. Rochelle and Rick Fox and, uh, Mark Andrews from seduce lives here. So he's coming out. And we're going to do a panel on that movie, which should be really interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Seduce. Yeah. Who, who were the other bands in that movie? It was uh, Seduce, Odin. Mm -hmm. Odin. And, uh, uh, London. London. Yeah. yeah. I, I interviewed Nader when he was in Nashville, like the first year I was podcasting. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, it never came out. I still have the audio somewhere, but uh, interesting guy to talk to. Yeah. He's been on this show. Yeah, I've had him on this show. Yeah. You, you should put that out. I should. Yeah. I've got a few interviews and I was doing, I was trying to put a, like a podcast episode about decline two together years ago. And oh, I just kept else. collecting it, collecting quotes and stuff. And then it just sort of sat there on a shelf. So I have to I have to revisit that. But, uh, but yeah, that'll be a the panel discussions, live podcast interviews where one-on-ones are happening. I know uh, McMaster and his co-host are going to interview Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister on stage. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and tons of merch vendors, vinyl vendors, uh, toys, comics, horror, all kind, everything you could imagine. Um, tons of vendors of all kinds are going to be there. So there's, there's stuff scheduled all day long and, uh, you can spend all day there and not get bored for sure. Do, do you get to enjoy it or are you busy? Are you still working during this? Um, a little more each year, um, the, with the, our team getting builder, bigger, 
God, uh, it's been a long day. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> our no team getting no with our team getting bigger. Um, and I I've tried to learn how to delegate a little bit more each time. So I've gotten better at that. So last time I got to experience a good chunk of it. So uh, I'm really expecting to, to be able to actually hang out a good bit for this one. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest one yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. By, by a long shot. It's, um, the, the room we're going into is huge. And like we did, um, the biggest room we've ever done was 20, 2019. And that was 8,000 square feet for the grand ballroom in a hotel and this building we're at is 35,000 square feet. Oh, it's, geez. it's so huge. much bigger. Yeah. And we're pretty much out of room with the layout we have. It's crazy. Wow. Now can the podcasters, can they sell merch? Absolutely. Yeah. I encourage everyone to do that type of thing. You know, if you can make some, some bucks while you're there, go for it. I, I don't, I don't get into this to like take a piece of what everybody does. I just like come in, make your money. I tell that to the guests. I'm not yeah. taking a percentage or anything. Yeah. Kind of like podcasting, right? Not really making anything. Just not for, really for the love of it. Yeah. And I, I got into this for the love of podcasting and rock and roll. So it's like, I just, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not doing it to get rich. I still have a day job and I probably <laughs> always will, but uh, yeah, unless it blows up like Comic-Con, but I'm not, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Hey, if you keep going, why not, right? Yeah. Well, that's the Unless big you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> right now, if you ask me that, I'd say, yeah, I'm done. But uh, you know I say that do. every year. Yeah. You know what you do? You get somebody else to start taking your place. Well, that has been a thought. And <laughs> I have explored that where I would still be a part of the creative side of yes. things. But the, the the business burden of it is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tell me you about, really you really put your you put your neck on the line every year when you do this thing. I'm sure you got to yeah. be you got to be a nervous wreck until it's over. I'm meditation has helped. I've gotten into meditation, so that's kind of kept me yeah. calm through this year. In the past, I'd freak out the whole way, but I'm doing better this time. Yeah, I, I hats to you, man. Props. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. I did one benefit show one time that I put together, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and uh, but it was only three bands. So nothing like what you got going on, but I had, you know, I had to get giveaways from Guitar Center and all this stuff and it yeah. was a lot of work. So I could imagine what you got going on. Yeah. Uh, if it, if I didn't have a great team and uh, a wife that uh, is a saint, I, I wouldn't be able to pull it off. Oh yeah. So she's supportive. Very. Yeah. She's heavily involved with the planning this time. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be in the nut house without her for sure. Yeah. Tell me about scheduling the guests. I mean, cause that, that seems like a big task to take on. I mean, how yeah. does that work? Is it like every 15 minutes they move on or, I mean, yeah. how's, what are you doing that's, there? Yeah, that's pretty much it. They're like, it's 15 minute interview time with five minute break in between. And um, Tracy, who does that, she's got it down to like a science. It's like, it's where, where, where people are sitting, um, where they're placed It all. Effect, and it's all done through the traffic flow where the guest sits, where the podcast sits. And it's all designed to be perfectly efficient where they're not bouncing back and forth. Yeah. It takes any guesswork out of it. It takes her forever to put it together because it's so detailed. But uh, that's one of our biggest compliments every year, especially from the guests, is everything was planned out and organized so well that it made it easy for me. And that's what we always shoot for. Mm -hmm. Now, you have um, a, a hotel as well is in on this mm -hmm. for you, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we got a small block of rooms at the Holiday Inn uh, over by Vanderbilt, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've done it in hotels in the past, and that was a much harder contract because it's like, you know, sell an X hundred amount of hotel rooms, mm -hmm. and then you get your vendor space. Well, after the pandemic, 
those types of deals are don't aren't around anymore. It's sell X number of rooms and thousands of dollars down. And it's like, yeah. well, we're, we're not doing a hotel again. And uh, the fairgrounds is, is much more cost effective and uh, have been way easier to work with. But I did, I got a, a block of rooms for like our guests and staff. And then um, another block for, uh, you know, people that just want to pick up a room. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are sold out now though. Okay. Okay. Um, what, do you play an instrument? I see a guitar back there. Yeah, I, I I used to play in bands and stuff, but I um once I settled down, I I hadn't really touched it much. I I, pl- I plunk around in the bedroom, but that's about it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about booking the guests. Now, how do you choose who you're going to have at the show? Is it is there any thought into that, or he's just like, oh, this guy would be fun to have? Or it's a combination of things. Um. Well, the first year it was me begging people that I interviewed, right, going, please, right. will you come to this? Right. Um, obviously, I always look at the local artists that are that are here first, because um, that saves you a lot on you know flights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, but you know, you look for your headliners, you swing for the fences. You know, I always try to get the huge names, of course. But you know, we're very DIY; we're not corporately backed, so right. it's you know you got to work within the budget you have. So. Obviously, we're not booking an Aussie or somebody on that level. Mm-hmm. It's, there's just no way. Um, but you always look for local. There's sometimes some legends live live here locally, and you try for that too. Um, but it's it's combination of that of that and you know going through my Rolodex or guests that I had in the past will say, "Hey, so I'm friends with so and so. You should invite them." And then you know you weigh up you know how interesting would this guest be? Would they be good on a bunch of podcasts? Because some people aren't wired to come to a convention and do a bunch of interviews, you know? Um, So I have to look, I do look at their personality. I'm like, would they enjoy this event? Um, But yeah, there's a a few different factors in it, but it's, it's a combination of different things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now there's also, did I see this right? There's a virtual rock and pod thing going on or pay-per-view. Yeah, sort of. It's a a company called meat hook um, came to me and they were like, you know, we, we'd like to be a part of this and, we do live streaming and we also do pay-per-view and with live streaming and they agreed with me. I was just like, it's just too much of a gamble for the the signal to be bad or, you know, mm. there to be glitches and stuff. But they said we could do a pay-per-view thing where we record all day on Saturday at the event and the main stage panels will be included too. And then some man on the street stuff walking around the room um, and they can edit it up overnight. And then it's basically available like 24 hours later. And then it's available from then for like a month, I think. And it just was an extra thing. They kind of came in last minute and I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to have something like that. So we signed up with them and then, you know, there's a lot of people that just can't make it that would love to. So it gives them an option to, uh, you know, basically get a good view of the event that, that they missed. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, have you ever filmed it? You ever put out DVD or anything? No, we, no. um, We've had some people that come and film little things from it, but, you know, we've had some YouTube channels that have come out and, you know, done things on it, but nothing on our end where we've done it in-house. And, uh, but yeah, he, this thing with Meat Hook sounds really cool. And I was like, you know, that's good for promotion down the road. You know, you can, if you have that video footage that's done professionally. So yeah, it should be, I'm interested to see what it, how it turns out. I haven't worked with them, but I've seen some of their other stuff and it's great. Yeah. That's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Now you said you've been podcasting for what twelve years now? Two thousand eleven. Well, twelve years uh, in April. All right. What uh, sparked your interest in podcasting? Um. So I 
I did, uh, I wrote about music on the web for a while and, um, I used to be more of a writer. Um, but I got sick of doing transcription and stuff and I, w- I was doing a local rock website and I got the idea. I'm like, well, if national bands are coming in, I should interview them. I'll get more hits. So interview people like, uh, Corey Glover from living color and Michael Wilton from Queensryche. But this was all back in like 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I I I would record it audio. Well, anyway, it's going back to Vinnie Vincent. I had actually started writing a book on Vinnie Vincent. It was when he was oh, kind wow. of in hiding still. And I had people, I had some good sources that were sending me a lot of stuff no one knew. And I got like 100 pages in on it, and my computer died on me or crashed on me. And I lost most of the work. But around that time, I was... uh. I was getting a day, I got a day job and I got my first iPod. And that's when I figured out what a podcast was. And I'm listening to these comedy podcasts and then it hit me. I'm like, well, I had these interviews I'd recorded for the Vinnie Vincent book on like a, it was an Olympus digital recorder that you plugged into your landline. That's how far back we're going. And I still had the interviews and I'm like, well, I could just turn these into a podcast and I don't have to transcribe anything. So that was how I got the idea and uh, started in April of 2011. Okay. Okay. And now you have Decibel Geek, right? Yep. That's your current podcast. Is that the only one that's, you have going on right now? It's the only one I've ever done. Oh, that's that's been it since the whole time. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I did it. Time. I did it solo for a few months and then learned quickly I needed somebody else because doing it yourself is very difficult. Um, and that's when Aaron came on board. Yeah. When you were doing it yourself, did you have guests on or was it just yeah. old and okay, you did. Yeah, okay. it was pretty much just an interview show. It wasn't just me filling up time, but uh, yeah, yeah, even just doing the five minute like intro was hell for me because <laughs> I hated doing it by myself. I just yeah. I'm an introvert by nature. It's so weird that I do a podcast and then I book a convention where I have to deal with hundreds of people. And it's yeah, like, yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm an introvert, but I must be a masochist of some sort. I don't know. It's really strange. <laughs> so on Decibel Geek, what is what do you guys do on that show? So it's um. It varies. I mean, we, we the thing that makes it fun for us still is we don't stick to a particular topic. I mean, it's all music and rock and roll related. But, you know, if I want to talk about Bullet Boys one week, I'll, we'll do that. If uh, if he wants to talk about ACDC one week, we'll do that. Um, or you do a year in review show or you go through what music was released in a year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's top fives, best and worst. Um, and we do a thing called Geek Wire, too. That, that, that's like the every other week. And that's current rock news, which we didn't want to do for the longest time. Cause I was always th- the thing with podcasting in the early days was produce evergreen content stuff that five years from now is going to be interesting. Sure. And I was always like, well, if we talk current rock news in a year, no one's going to give a damn. So, right. but the longer it's gone on, it's kind of like, I want to talk about these things. So we started doing that, but uh, it changes week by week. Mm-hmm. Now I notice a lot of the focus is on, I guess you'd call them classic bands now, right? The, the, mm-hmm the uh the hair band genre i guess you would say mm-hmm. um and i'm sure that's because that's what you know most correct yeah pretty much i mean that's e- the easiest to talk about but i mean we'll do we'll do episodes where we highlight music and we'll play stuff that's not like that mm-hmm. do you ever um focus on trying to get any of the newer acts that are out now to the rock and pod yeah and actually we have um 12 bands from the region that are going to have table space oh, at yeah? the convention. Yeah. And they'll have like little 
you know, listening areas for people to come by and check out their stuff. And they'll be doing some scheduled interviews with, mm-hmm. with some of the podcasts too. Nice. So yeah, yeah. I've been uh, rolling out those announcements this past week and yeah, always try to find, you know, cause people are going to retire eventually, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, you got, you got to look to the future. Yeah. You have any favorite bands, new bands? Oh, a lot. Um, well, the album of the year I had was a newer band called um, The New Roses. Have you heard of them? I haven't. It's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, a throwback sound, but they're a newer band. Um, there's a band uh, out of Nashville called Stolen Prayer that's coming, and uh, they've been kind of making some big waves. There's another local band called Lost Circus that I've really been into, and they're kind of more like a Judas Priest-type metal band, but uh, mm-hmm. but newer. Um, yeah, those are kind of the ones that... that pop up right immediately okay i'll have to check them out mm-hmm. but so if if someone wants to come to rock and pod they can go to rockandpod.com is it yeah just go to rockandpod.com it's got you know all the information all the ticket links for each separate event and uh yeah it's got you covered for everything awesome all right man well i appreciate you joining me oh it was Hopefully. fun man yeah, good to meet you, you finally yeah right it's a that, that's one of the things with podcasting too. You know, everyone's so cool in the business. And then mm-hmm. you, I talk to people a lot back and forth, but then when you get to finally meet them, it's like, that's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, and uh, you know, thanks to Dave Tedder for setting me up on all these interviews. I, I've been clued on to so many shows I didn't know about. And then, <laughs> and they didn't know about it or they wouldn't know about decibel geek. Right. And uh, you know, and a lot of them, it's like it's good promotion also for next year because a lot of them are like i didn't even know about this but now i want to go so i was Mm -hmm. like well that works out good you know yeah so there is going to be a next year (laughs) yes i don't know what my role will be but i'm sure there will be one next year well i'm going to try and make it out there next year as you know i was trying to come this year but i yeah i can't do it um so yeah so i would definitely be out there next year man yeah we'd love to see you where are you based out of I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, I'm jealous. I love that place. <laughs> you love, do you come here often? I, I haven't been there in years, but I, I had a great uh, vacation there years ago. Awesome. Well, if you ever come back, hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have the Kiss Coffee House anymore, though. No, it's gone. Did <laughs> yeah. you go? I, no, I didn't. It was before their time, that time even. Oh, yeah, it was when okay. I was like like a teen. But yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. 